Thank you for joining me in my hen house. Nicole's Hen House is an audio space dedicated to the stories of women in the roles of business, healthcare, entertainment, and politics. I'm a millennial mama on a mission to tell the stories of women's influence in our culture. As always, cheering for you. So every year I, I, I just, you know, Christmas season would start and I would, you know, start decorating for those clients. And every year I would get more new clients, whether it's somebody who told somebody or someone found me online. I did like no, no advertising. I just, I, I just like, I'm just gonna do this thing on the side. Thank you for joining me in my hen house. For the next few episodes, we'll hear from Nadine DeLeon. I met Nadine in an interview. I actually interviewed to work for her and it turned out I wasn't the right fit for her company's needs, but I was so impressed by her story, I asked her to be a guest on the show. Nadine transitioned from the IT world to event planning. It was a brave, smart business move. Enjoy these episodes hearing from a radical boss babe. And uh, I remember when I finished high school, I told my dad, I want to do, I want to do art. And he's like, you know, we, we're Lebanese background. Like he's like, there's two options that, of what you can do. You can be <laughs> a doctor or a lawyer, but definitely nothing with art. Um, so, I mean, I was good at math and I didn't, I do not like medicine or biology. So engineering was, um, the, the, the normal path. So I, I did that, but coming out of that, I just didn't, like, I could never be an engineer. It was just not something interesting. But what happened is I went to work for a board in chemicals and they make glue. So they hired me as like a junior engineer and I would put my, you know, hard hat and, go into the factory and they would make me label their pipes like flowing this way flowing that way and, like it was it was it was interesting but then during during that job is where the plant manager said hey we're going to put a new system in would you be willing to learn the system and then teach our employees how to use it so that's how i started my it um, career is by saying yes to that opportunity i worked with a consulting company deloitte consulting for five years and in 2000, um, they did like a huge um, layoff. So they laid me off just out of the blue. Like was that terrifying or did you feel like that was an open door? I remember I was, um, I think I was pregnant. Was I pregnant with my daughter? I can't remember. Uh, and I remember feeling extremely terrified. And then a couple of days later, very depressed. Mm-hmm but it's one of it's definitely one of those moments you know back then I was not a spiritual girl and did not believe in a god I was actually atheist but looking back on that moment it was like the biggest gift okay because I think within a week or two I didn't even go apply for jobs I was like I'm just gonna make up my own company and just contract out my services and I just reached out to some people that I know and they're like, yeah, we have a project down in Pennsylvania, come down and help us out and just, you know, incorporate your own company. So that's what I did. I did my own company. So I became self-employed from 2000. I did like all of this consulting. I went, I did cloud, you know, I taught people how to use this specific software called SAP. So I went to like Mexico, I went to Belgium, I went to France, I taught in all these different languages. I went to all kinds of states in uh, the U.S. and all kinds of places in Canada. I've, like, I've done all of this consulting. 
And um, I think, in, and I did like private work, public work, federal government, state government. It was just a lot of great experience all as a contractor. Um, and, you know, as a contractor, when a, a, a project ends and then you have to look for work before it, there's that, that moment of like, there's no work and that's a little bit terrifying sometimes. It's like that every time, you know, new work was available. So in 2009, I would say is when I was like, I'm really bored of this constant traveling. And so I really wanted to do something on the side. And um, I, you know, I was married to my first husband and who, who is also very entrepreneurial. So we, look, we were looking to do like a side business. We thought of doing foods and restaurants and things like that. And then nothing was working out. And then I said, I started looking online like, okay, what do I like? I like art stuff that my parents didn't want me to do. So, <laughs> um, I found this, this lady online who sells this, this course on how to start a Christmas decor business. And she's out in California. So she gives you a book of like, this is what you do. You go to the hotels, you tell them you're the, you know, you do Christmas decorations. You can give them a proposal. You get your ornaments from all these suppliers. And, um, you know, then this is how you start your business. So I bought this kit, I think it was $3,000 from her and started cold calling these companies and saying, Hey, I do Christmas decorations. I called hotels. I called commercial buildings. And basically that first year I had a, I, I think I, you know, I, I even had um, vice president of a company call and say, we're looking for a Christmas decorator for like seven buildings. So it was like, you know, it was like this, this first year and was like, here you go. Here's a whole bunch of work. And so I just did it that first year and I was putting everything in the, in the basement of my house. My, uh, my first husband helped me a little bit to set up and break down. And my mom helped me a little bit. It was just me basically. Um, so what every was the year, biggest size facility that you decorated? Yeah. Um, facility. I mean the first year, so the first year, the, the buildings were high end buildings and high end hotels. The tree would be up to like 12 feet high. So you've got a lot of decorations to do. Um, you did all of that by yourself or did you have a staff? It was me and my then husband and my mom. I did not have a staff. That is. I didn't, so I didn't, even, have any, I didn't even have any idea. How do I even find people, you know? And back then it was like, you know, my husband isn't going to know how to decorate a tree. So like he's the muscle, he's the moving stuff. My mom was helping. And, and I remember I was such an impatient person and I would get angry that things were missing or things weren't working out or they were not listening to me. And I remember it was so unpleasant and, and it was so stressful. Mm -hmm. And so every year I, I, I just, you know, Christmas season would start and I would, you know, start decorating for those clients and every year I would get more new clients whether it's somebody who told somebody or someone found me online I did like no no advertising I just I, I just like I'm just gonna do this thing on the side and you know in IT you make a lot of money mm -hmm. you know IT consultants especially with more experience and if you specialize in a system you're making let's say 15 to 20 thousand a month that's what's up <laughs> So you know, it's it's so cool to hear. So like the IT side, like the travel and the meeting new people, like that's 
that like that's a dream job and you're like no this is boring let's go do yeah. Christmas tree that's right and it wasn't and the Christmas thing wasn't making the like the same money that I was making in IT but it was it was just fun like, you know? it was yeah and it was fun that that I could start this business on my own um I really didn't have to start the business, to buy inventory, I didn't have the help of anyone but myself, you know? Um, so 2009, and then I kept on doing it, kept on working IT full-time Monday to Friday and traveled. But then for Christmas, like I would take a week off or two weeks off, right? And everything was still in my basement. And um, so, you know, Zoom over to 2016. Now I'm married to my second husband, and um, he's in Guatemala waiting to come here. So now I have really no one to help me, um, and I'm doing this Christmas stuff. And I've learned how to find people. Mostly, uh, people. The, my team is mostly Hispanics. Um, mm -hmm who, who are, you know, who are able to work long hours because our decor is about between 14 to 18 hour days. Yeah. Cause we we're basically going from building to building to building. Everybody wants their tree up the week of Thanksgiving. So you have to really hustle and get it all done. So I learned how to find people, just people telling people. Um, and Basically, I was still doing things out of my basement. And I would say in 2016 is when I actually rented a little, um, it's, a, it's a vacant store beside the supermarket in a plaza. The property mm -hmm. manager hasn't leased it for a long time. He's like, okay, here it is for $400. That's what's up. You have <laughs> so much favor on your life. Like, right, that's right. It's incredible, like no advertising, here's 20 clients. That's right. It, it was, I, I, well, like, you can go do this. Like, right. Yes. And I just, you know, and then, so I, I started working out of this new space and getting more clients and getting bigger jobs and 2017 comes. And so one of the things that really sets me apart, because there's lots of people here in the Maryland DC area that do this kind of business. Mm -hmm. And what I really work to set myself apart is I do a beautiful display on the bottom of the tree. Mm -hmm. So you uh, don't like where the presents would be? Right. So okay. there's like cars and there's couches and vases and uh, lamps. And like, there's like, you know, every tree has a story, whether it's vintage or a floral. So there's always a story under the tree. And I also do the, the tree toppers are not stars and angels. They're like, also something like whether it's branches or picks or flowers. So that's kind of set me as a, as a designer tree. So that's kind of what set me apart from the competition. Um, so that's why people in 2017 are like, you really should go into weddings. Your displays are beautiful. You do beautiful work. And I'm like, no way. Like that sounds very terrifying. Um, because you know, with Christmas, you can go to the building on a Saturday when nobody's working, right? You go, you set it up. And if you've forgotten something, you can just come back the next day or come back in a couple hours. I remember one time we were setting up a 12 foot tree. We brought the entire tree except for the stand. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so it's not like you can start with it. Like you can't do anything. So we had to send someone to get a stand. 
And by the time, you know, it's 45 minutes away. So by the time they went and came back, it's an hour and a half later. But we're not freaking out because well, you got the time. You could work till 12 midnight or 4 a.m. But right. weddings, you're like, ceremonies at five. <laughs> at five. There is no like 505. No, and if we and if you've forgotten, you know, the bouquet, you you can't you can't have someone go get it. Right. <laughs> so um I was terrified to do that. And but I uh I was getting divorced from my first husband and at the I changed lawyers three times and by the time I got to the third lawyer, I was talking to his secretary one time. Look at how God works, right? Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, I'm getting married in a couple of months. I'm like, oh, I would love to do your bouquet and just, you know, for free. I just want to just kind of dabble in it. And she's like, oh, I would love it if you do my bouquet. And I would love it if you, you know, I'm doing it in a barn. I would love it if you help me decorate. So she ended up asking me to do her bouquet, um, coordinate her wedding, like actually do the day of coordination of a timeline and everything. That's a lot of pressure to do. It is. And the whole set. But I, I, was, I was able to get a feel for it for free, and I was able to really feel how much I enjoyed it. Um, so after that wedding, um, I was a little bit encouraged that this is something I can do, and I really wanted to start small. And I'm still in that small storage in the store beside the supermarket for $400 a month. And I decided in 2017, I will just do... Um, I think it was two weddings was my goal for the year mm-hmm. okay. because I'm still doing IT and Christmas navigate the pressure of your first wedding because weddings stress me out so much that's why I'm glad I'm not in event planning anymore because it's so much pressure um I don't think I don't think I went in feeling like it's okay if I mess up she's not paying me I felt like if I mess up I'm not gonna feel good about it okay um, I also have a little bit of a confidence that really helps me when I'm in action. Like I have the confidence that I can do this already. So, I mean, there was some tension, of course, cause it's the first time, especially when you're decorating and you haven't done this before and you're dealing with drapes, you know, drapes are tricky. They're so tricky. Um, yeah. They're like, <laughs> they're so heavy and they get in the way and like, uh. Yeah. And they don't, they don't do what you want, what you want them to do. And they're like flying in the air and yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like liquid Um, Play-Doh. I don't, I don't think, I think the only thing I didn't like about the experience is how exhausted I was at the end. I felt really exhausted. Yeah. Um, You know, the, the good thing about that, that trial is I just showed up. She had all the decorations, all the items she wanted me to use. Okay. So there wasn't like I wasn't bringing things to her and having to break down after. Okay. When I when I did the next the next wedding was, you know, someone who reached out to me on Wedding Wire and she hired me for like a twenty guest wedding at a house. Uh, by that time, my husband was here and he came to help me with another guy that he brought with him, and so I felt supported. You know, when you've got someone with you. Mm-hmm. It's different than when you're on your own. Of course, you know that. And mm-hmm. I remember being frustrated with the arch and the flowers on the arch. That's, it's my first time. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, thankfully my first time was at a house. So it's not a venue with a venue manager on top of me. And, you know, so thankfully it was, it was in a house. Uh, we had lots of time for setup, like all day long. So it was a really good wedding to start at and, and it looked beautiful. We got actually a good review for that. Was Wedding Wire your primary source of referrals or did you branch out into like Thumbtack or any of those? I would say I did Wedding Wire for two years, then it went into the knot the third year. Then just this past year, I've been doing Thumbtack okay. as well as those two. And now I've stopped Wedding Wire, okay. I've stopped the knot and I've stopped Thumbtack. I just, I'm, I'm getting more work from word of mouth. Good. That's yeah. amazing. It is. So that's how you know like you're doing it. Like you don't have to have these referral sources anymore. Right. And and because it's a it's a funky year, so I'm you know, I'm going slowly. Um yeah, I um you know, my first year in 2017, I targeted two weddings and and actually I did 14. Right. In one year. 2017. It was the first year. And you did 14 weddings while doing IT in Christmas and looking insane. Yeah. Like looking back on it, I'm like, how did I do that? You know, were they, did you feel like you could manage each one of them or like when you got a new one, you were like, okay, I'm not sure how this is going to work, but we're going to say yes anyway. Like how did you approach each new inquiry? If you're new to the show, you might not know that we were on food stamps in 2018. Being on food stamps can be an overwhelming experience. To help listeners who might be starting a journey on food stamps or for listeners who just don't feel like doing their own grocery list, I have released my free food stamp guide. This is a free download available on the site to help women and families who are on food stamps learn the skill of how to make meals last and also for reader listeners who just don't want to do food prep. So go to the site nicolesenhouse.com and click on the free guide at the top of the page. I remember one of them was like her, the, the, the bride was a former Miss DC. So it was a very expensive wedding at the Mayflower in DC. And again, I have the confidence that I'm, I never say, I don't think I can do this. I think my points of hesitation or stress are, will this look okay? Will I have enough help the day of? Mm-hmm. And sure enough, when we actually executed some of these weddings, they were a challenge. They were. Uh, because it's my first time doing a big wedding. I don't realize that I have to come and set up in this room and move to this room. And then they have this at this hour. And, you know, so they're like, you need to get out. And then they're throwing all of our stuff outside. And it's just stuff like that, that I, you know, today I have the experience, but back then I did not realize there was so much involved. I thought you just come with your little pretty flowers. You put them on the table, you put the tablecloth, you put the, you know, and, and, um, I didn't realize there's all these logistics, you know? Um, So I don't think going in, I'm thinking, I I can't do this. Um, Going in, I thought I can do this. This is going to look beautiful. It's, I didn't actually, the day of is, is probably the day I got more stressed than any other time because I wasn't sure 
that we have enough people to to execute what we don't want it to execute yeah so that year i did 14 and i remember the second year 2018 i did 40 and i'm still doing a full-time job um 2018 is when I moved into a warehouse. Okay. Um, so 2018, so I moved into a warehouse that's about 6,000 square feet. And now it's a different story because the warehouse rents almost 6,000 a month. Okay. It's no longer 400. Yeah. But 40 weddings, like <laughs> you got this girl. So the 40 weddings, like up to 2018, I was still lowballing because I wanted to get a, like a portfolio together. Yeah. So I was still not really making money and my IT was sustaining my wedding. Mm -hmm. My Christmas would sustain like rent for the next for the first four months of the year, for example. Um, I can, you know, I can tell you there was a whole spiritual story behind the warehouse I would end up in and it's, it's, it's the perfect location versus when I first didn't get the original warehouse that I wanted. I cried and was really upset that God didn't give me what I wanted. But then this warehouse comes up with, you know, comes, comes you up. You can share life. your story if you want to. Um, it's, it's very long, but it, it's really about, um, you know, it was, I separated from my second husband who came from Guatemala in 2014. And he was, he was a, a crucial person in the business yeah. because he was doing the guy stuff. He was doing the setup. He was doing the driving of the truck. He was doing all of that. Um, I separated from him and then I had to get through a whole Christmas season without him. And that was the most terrifying thing ever in my life because one of the reasons I probably accepted unacceptable stuff in the marriage was because I needed him. For the <laughs> you needed a physical human being you could move this stuff yeah right and 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 he you know he can lift heavy things he can do the handiwork he can hang garlands on awnings you know i'm not going to go up on these high ladders he knows you know what guys to bring for the work so it was the most terrifying year of my life and i remember like sitting outside on the parking lot of of the where of the old warehouse sobbing because i didn't know how i was going to get all of these buildings decorated and there was nobody available like at that moment i did not have any men mm. that could help me mm -hmm. i didn't know anybody he knew all these people mm -hmm. i'm not so i'm not going to contact them when they're his resources right. i didn't so it was like um so the the owner of the plaza that we had the little 400 dollar basically told me you got to get out because we're going to you know, re, uh, we're going to lease this to Jenny Craig. So you got to get out. You got 30 days. And I'm like, okay, then I might as well just go to a warehouse. So I, I'm looking for a warehouse. I find a warehouse that's very close to the old plaza and I put an offer and they refuse it. And I'm like crying. And now we're getting close to November and we need to be in a warehouse ASAP because we need to start preparing for Christmas. Right. And um, so finally, the property manager for that plaza says, well, I have another plaza that's half an hour away. It's, it's a gutted restaurant. There's no heat. There's no bathroom. There's just some fluorescent lights. There's no walls. 
So would you take that space? I'm like, well, I guess so, because we have to get ready for Christmas. So we, I think we used four U-Haul trucks and two trips to move everything from this small spot to this temporary place that we worked in with no heat in the middle of, of Christmas. And that year, I think I had the highest number of contracts since I've ever done Christmas. And so I have all of this work. My husband's not helping me. I'm already like distraught from the separation. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't reach out and say, do you need help? Right. And I'm sobbing in the, in the, in the parking lot at like 10 PM, 11 PM after working there all day. And I'm still working full time in my IT job. Don't forget that. Mm-hmm. And I call, I know I'm talking, I call my friend. I'm like, I can't do this. I can't. She's like, God's going to make a way, Nadine. God's going to make a way. And I'm like, no, he's not. <laughs> I don't see a way. I don't know how, you know, I think it was like 40 buildings that we had that season. That's wild. That's so many. And, um, but also like, that's because your work is good. Oh, thank you. And I can, I can tell you, you know, I was doing a lot of praying and I found, I found God in 2016 or he found me. I don't know which one it is, but um, a little bit of both. Yeah. He he was probably always there. I was just not paying attention. Um, So I don't know how, but that season, this very handy guy basically uh, was referred to me by someone. He came and he filled the shoes of my husband and even more like he was doing the electrical he was doing the handiwork he was doing the hanging he was doing the lifting so two guys came to help me and i think three or four women that is a small crew for 40 buildings yeah and we and we got it done so um when we finished christmas season my broker calls me he's like hey i've got a warehouse it's a it's half a mile from your house come can we take a look at it i'm like that's going to be expensive. It's an expensive area. He goes, let's go take a look at it. And we go look at it. It's 6,000 square feet, half a mile from where I live, um, 500 feet from the U-Haul. That's where we can go and rent our trucks, when, you know, so it's so close. And I go and I take a tour and basically the property manager offers me $15,000 in, in renovations if I take it. And I think it was three months rent free. What? Come on with it. Like, Nadine, this, like, you, like, just drench in favor. Like, your story, it's like. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I guess I know now why I didn't get the other warehouse. And I had to go through this gutted piece of, you know. So in January, we move everything to the new warehouse. And it's renovated. I build a showroom. I build, you know, two compartments for the warehouse. I I put hardwood on the floors and all that. So I do it exactly what I how I wanted, and I we start working with this warehouse in 2018. And um, basically, I continue to do IT. I continue to do Christmas. So IT, I'm working for the DC government in their HR department. Uh, in April of 2019, um, I. I um, moved to the state of Maryland government doing IT for them. And they're like, we're willing to give you a five-year contract with us. And they're like 20 minutes from my house, state of Maryland. I mean, you know, you could be there forever making, what is it? 15,000 a month, right? So 
I start working for them in April and then slowly as my business is picking up now I'm doing I think 2019 I did 75 events right that's so impressive so now tight crew like you don't have a big full-time crew do you no I don't yeah I work I work from a pool of people so I have like 20 people that I call and say are you available for events I, we also do rentals so we do deliveries of things that people just want to rent and they want to do it th themselves mm -hmm. um, I have tables and chairs and linens and all of those things that you can also rent because I don't want to just I don't want to just depend on design because if I get tired there and I don't want to do events then my rental can sustain my design um, you know all my operation costs right so if you if you're like I, I'm gonna take two months off I'm, I've, I'm so tired then your rentals can still bring in income right yeah so in 2019 I started with the state of Maryland and um, I was getting so much work and I, I do now have like a lead designer who's available and she's able to like design as if it's me. So I'm, I'm able to be a little bit less hands off. I'm also able to do two events at the same time. So like one team goes here, one team goes there. And, um, but I'm feeling at the state of Maryland, like I don't belong here. You know, mm -hmm. I like, God, please give me the courage to leave this place. And of course, when you leave a business, when you leave a job, you're always like making the numbers of, can I quit my job and start this business full time or do this business? Like you, that's the question that everyone asks. Yeah. And that's why you don't make the jump because it's so terrifying. Mm -hmm. It's so terrifying because don't forget like my IT work was, was sustaining me. It was paying the warehouse rent. It was paying all of the employees. If I couldn't make it because I was lowballing events, it means I have to charge more for the event so I can pay the operating costs. So it is so terrifying. And I remember talking about it to several people. Like I can't, I can't sit in the IT chair anymore. Like I am, I've given everything I can in 20 years of this career. And I'm, I just, I show up and it's just a skeleton sitting in front of the computer. I really don't want to be here anymore. Mm -hmm. And I was like, God, give me the courage, please give me the courage. And and it was so fearful to think about it. And I so understand it when people don't want to do it, you know? And so one day, one weekend of, in October of 2019, um, I had six events. So there was two weddings that we had to weekend. Yes. <laughs> and I'm still working full time. So this Girlfriend. <laughs> No, <laughs> that's insane. Yes. We have a few more episodes with Nadine. Her story is inspiring and hopeful. Stay tuned to learn how she used grit, determination, and confidence to become one of the most influential event planners in her area. To learn more about Nadine, visit her website, nadinedeleon.com, or find her on Instagram. Links are in the show notes. As always, cheering for you.